Being a mom is the toughest job there is, and it doesn't come with instructions. So it's okay if you don't have all the answers. We'll figure it out together. This is Mom Brain with Ilaria Baldwin and Daphne Oz. Hey guys, welcome back to Mom Brain. I'm Daphne. And I'm Ilaria. And today we are chatting with Brittany Peltz. She's the mother of three children. Most recently, her baby boy, Phoenix Blue, who's brand new, brand spanking new. She is the founder of Leanne Ray, one of my favorite children's wear brands. And she is also here to talk to us a little bit about her birth with a doula and just what that experience was like. And for those of us who are curious about all different birth stories and absorbing the many different options that are out there. It's something fun to just hear how different her experience was between what she did for her first two and what she's done for her third baby. So um, take a listen to Brittany. I'm Brittany Peltz-Borchetta. I'm a mother of three. Uh, Ava, who is uh, four years old, Leela Ray, who is two years old, and Phoenix Blue, who is 13 weeks, um, and an adoring wife to my husband, Franz, who I'm very, very much in love with. And the other love of my life and passion is Leanne Ray, which is my children's line that's named after my two daughters. Um, and I think that, you know, everything I do comes back to to being a mother. And that's the most important thing in my whole life. And I feel so blessed to have that role and fulfill it and share with you today. Oh, where can we follow you and find out more? Um, yeah, you guys can follow me at uh, Brittany Leah Peltz. That's my Instagram. And also at Leanne Ray to see posts about my line and my life and my kids. So wait, we were talking about your son, Phoenix. Yeah. Blue. Tell us all about his name. Yeah. So um Phoenix is a name that both my husband and I totally loved. And also it has a beautiful, beautiful meaning behind it. Um, And it talks about the rebirth and coming from the ashes. And then we really couldn't find a middle name that fit with it. And our last name is Borstead, which is impossible to say. Nobody can pronounce it. And I was like, absolutely nothing fits as a middle name with this. So we asked our daughters, you know, what should we name? what should we name Phoenix? And they had all these ideas. So my eldest daughter, Ava, said that she wanted to name him Sun Blue Sky. So I found that super beautiful and, um, you know, wasn't actually going to be on the list of names that we were going to name him. <laughs> but I Blue somehow stuck with me when she said it. And I guess it was somewhere in my mind. And when I was thinking about middle names, I was like, Blue. And it just, it kept coming up. And I was like, wow, that would actually be really beautiful with Phoenix. Yeah. So she is really the one who gets all the credit for, oh for Finding Blue as his middle name. That's amazing because when yeah. I asked my daughter what we should name our fourth, she said poop. Well, my... <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I feel and like I Sun Blue Sky is way better than Sun Blue Sky is a great, very it's generous great, yeah. of her. Oh, Sheila was Peppa Pig. So And how, I mean, you're you're 13 weeks in now with... Yeah. So you have two older daughters. Not yeah. They're not old. They're older. Yes. They're six, is it six and four? Or five and three five almost, and three. yeah. Um, and now you have your brand new son who's 13 weeks old. Have you felt any differently this time bringing a new baby home? Was it was it different going girls to boy or I has do. it not appeared yet? Yeah, no, I really do feel like it's different. And I keep sort of asking myself why. And I don't know if it's just because it's the third baby and everything is a little bit crazier, as as you both know. But there is something different about having a boy. I'm totally obsessed and in love with my girls. But it is a different relationship and I can't quite put my finger on it at this point, but it, it does feel, it does feel different than, than he's your tiny boyfriend. 
Yeah. <laughs> I think that's in like a non like weird yeah. way. It's like, it's just your like tiny little, like he's your buddy. Mm. No, he loves you so much. That's for sure. What's your husband's take on having a boy? Does he feel like? Oh, yeah. What was his reaction when he found out it was a boy? Please let me know. It was really funny because we we did a little gender reveal this time, and we had a little cake. Now, did you know before that? No, we didn't. Okay, so it was gender reveal to you. Yes, and I'm the most impatient person. I can't wait to find out anything. I like (laughs) my doctor's like, do you want to wait? I'm like, no, I want to know. So this is a big deal that we were doing a gender reveal only between my kids and my husband. And as soon as I got the paper, I called 10 different bakeries in New York. And I'm like, please, can you bake this cake? Like within an hour, I cannot wait any longer (laughs) to like find out what we're having. Um, So I'm always amazed at the moms that can wait until that's amazing. But so we finally found a bakery that would make this cake super quickly and have a little reveal with with my daughters. Um, And my husband was convinced it was going to be another girl. He was like, we have two girls. Like, I just make girls. Like, that's the way it's going to be. And when we found it, it was a boy. He, I mean, everyone was, I was in shock. Like, I thought it was going to be another girl. So it was super exciting. And it's also super funny to see everybody else's reaction. Because mm-hmm. every time I tell people like, oh, we're having a boy. They're like, oh my God, Franz must be like over the moon. And he was very excited, but I feel like it took him a while to like digest. Like it didn't quite hit him in the beginning that we were like actually having a boy. And now he's just like totally in love with him. I mean, in the hospital, we were calling him stage dad because he's like (laughs) never a worrier with the girls. He's like, oh, they're going to be fine. They're going to be fine. And then with a son, he's like, stay away, stay away from me. You're going to hurt him. You're going to do this. He was like such a stage dad. It was so So, funny. That's so funny. When I... What, wait, what, what, what did your husband say when you found out you were having a boy? It was actually really awkward because I, <laughs> so I had Philomena first and, um, and then we, when I, when I got pregnant with John, I didn't want, I mean, like, not even, I didn't want, I could not physically keep it a surprise. Like I desperately <laughs> like needed to know, but we also went for the scan and I saw a penis on the yes. scan. And so I called John and John, my husband. And I'm trying to be coy about it. I'm like, I saw something. And he's yeah. like, what did you see? And I was like, something I didn't see last time. And he was like, what? What? Like, he, like he did not get it. Yeah. It didn't register. So I finally had to say, I saw a penis. It was like so weird. And he, but it wasn't like, I don't think in a, in a funny way, um, I don't know why I would have anticipated that like he would think how exciting, how different, whatever. He had no expectation one way or the other. He had yeah. no like he wouldn't have been any more excited or less excited to have right. another boy or, or have a yeah. girl or any of it. And I thought that was really lovely because I think I felt a yeah. lot of like um, excitement around, you know, something something different than we'd had with our first. Um, but then I also I have to say, like, I grew up three girls and a boy and it was what, me, my sister, my sister. And then my parents had the brother last. And, um, you know, in a weird way part of me was also sort of jarred in that moment of like, what will it be like to have a boy and a girl as my first two so close together? How will their relationship be different than two older sisters or what my experience has been, which I think we all do. Yeah. Um, But I wanted to ask, so did you, I know that you worked with a doula this time around. Had you, uh, who did you, who were you with this time? I worked with Lori Bregman. Yeah. Awesome. But was she with you for all of your births? She wasn't with me for my first two births, but I actually found her on Instagram and I started following her and I read her first book during my first pregnancy, Mindful Mom to Be. And I just loved the way she thought about birth and she's very spiritual. And, you know, she talks a lot about um, the imprint that you leave on the baby and the environment that the baby comes into the world in and um, just sort of giving moms the power to have a say in that and sort of, 
you know, create the energy that you want your baby to feel. And she talks a lot about, a lot about, you know, when the baby's in your womb, it's simmering in this water and it's getting everything that you're feeling. So she, for me, she really helped me sort of spiritually, spiritually stay in a good place and make sure that my energy was in a good place to pass that on Mm -hmm. into the baby. And, um, you know, she, she, I think having a doula is such an amazing resource. Um, it, you know, you, you go to your doctor's appointments and you make sure everything's okay. And you go through all those steps, but then at least I leave with a million other questions and a million fears. And she was really there for me throughout the whole pregnancy. She lives in LA. So it was a little bit, a little bit tricky. So I didn't want to get too attached, uh, to her being there for the birth. Um, but my doctor ended up having to be away. So she flew in and was like, okay, at least if your doctor is going to be away and the baby comes early, I'll be here. This is at 37 weeks. And, um, she was getting ready to go back to LA and she took my appointment. She's like, all right, well, if you're something crazy, like three centimeters, then I'll stay in New York. So I went in and I was like three centimeters. So she like canceled her flight. (laughs) Yeah, just made it. I'm like, yes. So she ended up staying and then the doctor's like, okay, come back on Friday. Like, let's see what's happening. I came back on Friday. I was like still three centimeters. And I was like, oh my God, what's happening? Having contractions. And then um, by Sunday, when I came back and went into the hospital, I was like six centimeters. So I had been like walking around like in labor during this whole time. And I was so thankful that she was here because I was so emotional the whole time. And I didn't really know what was going on. And she was like, well, you were in labor like during those like three days. And you didn't yeah. feel the contractions or anything? I did, but I'd been having so many pre-contractions like this pregnancy that I didn't have with my other two mm-hmm. that I just sort of like was mm-hmm. like, okay, this is how, how it's going to be. What are the benefits of having a doula? Do you, you know, what for people who would want a doula and a doctor or just a doula? Uh-huh. Can you like, walk us through yeah. all of that big, very Absolutely. big question? I think a simple way that I understand having a doula, it's like having a life coach during your pregnancy, basically. So there, she was a resource to me throughout my entire pregnancy, whether it was about a medical question or if I was feeling, you know, um, emotional about something. And then also just empowering the mom to understand that we do have choices because I think a lot of women don't understand that when they go to the hospital, they push things on you and they're like, this is the way it's going to be, but you actually have a say and you have a choice. Um, so she really helps educate women and, and give them power to control the birthing process and, you know, bring it to life in a way that, that you really want it to be. Cause I didn't even realize going you know, going into the hospital that I had certain choices and I was allowed to say yes or no to even, you know, for example, um, when you have the baby and they put the baby on your chest and she's like, I'm sure with Ava and Leela, like they took the baby right away to weigh the baby and all that. But like, they don't actually have to do that. Like mm-hmm. we can wait to weigh the baby. Like there's no urgency. Of mm-hmm. course, if there's not a medical reason, they don't need to like swoop the baby right away. Mm-hmm. So uh, going into this birth, I was like, I really want, you know, to have Phoenix be on my chest. And we had like an hour of bonding, which I think is really, is really it's powerful magical. and really beautiful. And I didn't really have that with the girls. And so all these little moments, she helps, um, she helps walk you through and give you, give you choices in your birth, which I think is amazing. And then my first, both my, um, my daughters, I had an epidural with, and I was induced and I wanted a totally different experience this time, which is a reason why I also wanted to work with her. Um, and I always thought I wanted to go natural and just see how that felt. And I ended up doing that, but I really don't think I could have done it without her. So we did a lot of like mental, you know, preparation for this. And there's so many fears that come up. Like, why are you scared of giving birth? Like, is it, is it the, you know, and are you scared of the pain? And I wasn't really scared of the pain. I've, I've had a lot of pain in my life. I was a figure skater. I've had a lot of surgery and injuries and 
I couldn't quite figure out like what I was afraid of in that process. And then finally, I realized it was the silliest thing. I was worried about being mean to my husband in that moment, which was like so crazy. And that was like the one thing that was holding me back from potentially having a natural birth. Wonders about your relationship. (laughs) Because most women are like, yeah, it's fine. (laughs) I want to go down continuing with the doula because I do think people are fascinated by what what specific counsel they offer. But I do want to talk about your relationship with Franz because it is something that I do think you nurture. It's yeah. like like great relationships are not accidents. They are right. not things that just happen overnight or that are always mm-hmm. in one static place. And I, I, you know, you have three small children and a business that you're running. There's so much we're going to get to you yeah. guys. But, but one of the things I think will be really fun to talk about is the fact that you cared about how mean yeah. you were going to Franz while you were pushing something out of your vagina. Yes. <laughs> um, so, so specifically, because I also, I was pregnant with Gigi while you were pregnant with Blue. Yeah. And I feel, or um, yeah, Phoenix, yeah, we I call don't, him baby Blue. Mind, yeah. I, like he's baby Blue. But um, I do remember I would like screenshot a lot of your stories and things because you would be eating specific foods or like taking specific supplements or teas yes. or whatever that I'm imagining, you know, Lori, Lori had a hand in. So what were like, give us like three yeah. things that she told you to do that were just th- different than you would have done or had done with your girls when you weren't working with a doula. Right. So she has a smoothie mix that I recommended to all of my friends that she created a pregnancy smoothie, um, which is definitely something that I took throughout my pregnancy that helped with energy. And then in preparation um, for the birth when she was here in New York, we created like a sits bath. So she helped me create a recipe. She has a recipe and we had all these fresh herbs and Epsom salts and um, created this bath so that after birth it helped with healing, which was which was really nice. Um, well, how did she yeah. even how did yeah. she help you access the fact that you were afraid of being mean to your husband? Like, how did she get you to have that epiphany and what did she tell you to do about it? (laughs) Right. Well, we were, we were just talking about, I think just through communicating about the birth, walking through the process. And also she was like the only one that said like, I believe in you, Britt, like you can do this, you know, because interestingly enough, when I talked to Franz about it, he's like, you've had so much pain in your life. Like, I don't want you to have pain in your birth. Like just get an epidural. Like, I don't want you to feel any pain, which was really sweet. And I really appreciated that. But I really wanted to have this experience. So she helped me balance out all these emotions that I was having because I wanted to have the experience. My husband was like, just I don't want you to be in pain. And then I was having some hesitation towards the birth that I couldn't identify. And she really like helped me help me work, work through all those things. What was her role in the labor room with you? So that's also something that I thought was so powerful is, you know, Franz, my husband was in the room for all of the births and he was amazing through all of them. But she talked to him um, before the birth as well. And she really wanted him to be an integral part of the birth. And she coached him on um, different massage techniques and things to help me during the birth um, to relieve pain. And um, I, I love crystals. I know like, I don't know if everyone like loves that, but we did a lot of intention setting with crystals before and a lot of meditating. So we actually like went to the store and we we found some new crystals. And before the birth, we meditated and uh, came up with intentions that we wanted to bring into uh, the birthing room when Phoenix was when Phoenix was born. And in Lori's words, we charge his crystal so that he would have it for his whole life so that, you know, even when he's older and he grows up and is married, he has this crystal that's charged with all the things that I wish for him as he that's grows so up. Amazing. Wait, was, yeah. but I have to ask. So Franz yeah. is like, just for people to yes. picture him in their yes, mind. Yes, yes, yes. He's like, you know, 
a real dude. He's like, he's a he's a dude's dude. Was he always into crystals? Or like, how did you broker that conversation? (laughs) Absolutely not. And there was like so much hesitation. And at first he's like, this is ridiculous. Like he was so (laughs) against it. And I just kept doing my thing. I was like, you know what? I didn't push it on him. I just was like, okay, I've slowly, you know, our Chris, uh, you know, our room would have one crystal here. And then it was like two. (laughs) And then it was like like 10. They're they're birthing. They're like multiplying on his his window. Exactly. Exactly. So slowly our room like exploded (laughs) with crystals. And then my daughters became really into it. So yeah. it was like magic for them. And they love it as well. Love crystals. Love crystals. Oh yeah. So there was definitely an isolate. I was like, yeah, Babel, he loves Lori too. My husband absolutely loves her. And it's funny because they are such different characters. Mm-hmm. Like you said, he's like very rational. I'm very like creative and spiritual. And Lori is like that too. But they really bonded like in the week before my birth. And so by the time we got to that point, he was like more open. Mm-hmm. Um and it definitely took work to get him there, but but he did it. And it was like very sweet and, and it was great. Yeah. See, you get that yin and yang connection so, that you have. Yes. Like, and I love that about, I think, I don't know, Alec and I are very different yeah. as well too. But like, you know, there's something nice about they pull you and open your mind about something else. Yeah. And then you pull them and open their mind about, you know, what you're focusing on. Absolutely. And I think it's, it's, it means that you're more open-minded. You know, I mean, I think so many people just get so focused on, Nope, I'm somebody, I meditate, I do this, I do this, I do this, I do that. And they're not, they're actually much more closed-minded than they are open-minded. Absolutely. Because they're afraid of looking at at all the things that we write off as being like, oh my God, too Western. Absolutely. And when you were talking about your birthing experience, it felt very similar to mine and the people that I have in my life in terms of my husband and also my doctor is like very Western. And I was actually nervous even to introduce Lori to her because she is so spiritual mm-hmm. and completely the opposite. And I remember every time going to my doctor, I was like, oh my God, I'm not going to bring her up. I'm not. And then mm-hmm. like finally I had the courage because I love my doctor. I idolize her. Like there's very few people that I'm in awe of and she is one of them, her and Lori, actually funny enough. Um, I respect them so much and they couldn't be more different. Mm -hmm. And the birth ended up being so beautiful because I think they both had such different roles. And my doctor was like, Lori, no, she's not a doctor. She's, you know, here for a different purpose than I am. So it ended up being this really magical thing that everybody worked together. And it was, it was very beautiful. And I think, you know, for you guys who are listening, I think that that really is the trick. Whatever you end up choosing, you just want people who you are choosing because you are choosing your doctor, you are choosing your doula. You just want them to listen to you. Yeah. Whatever route you choose, one of the biggest things I I think with all the different stories that we talk about here is people feeling that they're not listened to mm-hmm. when they yeah. go into the or birth. that their concerns aren't legitimate or the yeah. desire for a, a new experience. Like the the first the experiences you've had with your first two were wonderful. Yeah. And you wanting a different experience was not a rejection of the experiences you'd had there, mm-hmm. but wanting to explore and, and to feel something and, different, I think, is interesting. too. And you think yeah. about it as well. I mean, you're pregnant for nine months. And then I feel like the my longest labor was 23 hours. I know you had a really long Millions one. Of hours. But my oh other my ones were like half a day, typically half a yeah. day. And it feels like it goes so fast. And then yeah. the pushing, like I've, you know, I have four kids. I've gotten like really good at I'm like at like a five minute, like I just push <sighs> them out. And it's like, I want it, I don't want it to last longer because I'm glad that yeah. it happens. But at the <laughs> like, same time, it's like when you go down yeah. this slide and like you go down the slide and you're like, I, I want to go back up again. I mean, I remember with my first, she's on my chest and I look at, at my husband. I'm like, I want to do it again. Yeah. And at the beginning I was going into it. I was like, this could be so bad. Yeah. Like, I'm so scared to do this. I can't believe that something is going to come out of my vagina. Like it's going to be yeah. like so scary. Hopefully they don't chop me open. Right. Got all these big fears. But I think, you know, you just want to, I don't know. Do you didn't feel like you wanted to do it again right away? I, I don't know. I feel like 
it was over quick. Like in it, I will say this, it's interminable while you're in it. Yeah. And then once it's over, it's like, it is, it's like the, it's like the, the piston's been fired. Like it can't be real. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, and it is, it's also, you realize your life has changed in me for, so dramatically in such a tiny amount of time. And that is the most, it's the best high in the world. Like, right. uh, you know, that and it, absolutely when you yeah, I said, I want to do it again. Like I want to have more kids, not yeah. that I want to do labor necessarily yeah. right away again. Um, but let's, before we move on, cause I do want to talk about, you know, starting a business with, with young kids. Cause I know a lot of our listeners have big ideas and big dreams yeah. and big um, you know, aspirations that talk about not being listened to that sometimes they feel like they can't tell anyone about because it feels like such a pie in the sky vision or maybe it's a long shot or maybe they, you know, they don't believe that they could possibly get it done. So I do want to talk about you starting Lee and Ray um, and, and where the sort of idea for that business came and how you brought it together as a mother. What was, what did you, were you a mom when you, or you guess it was, you had, um, Ava. I had Ava. Yeah, I had Ava when when I started the business. And I've always been creative. I was a figure skater and I would always design my own costumes. And um, and I think that when I became a mom that, you know, I had this idea to have my own company and um, bring my creative vision to life. But what I realized only after is that I hesitated to do that for a very long time because my own mother is, you know, I idolize her and she's a role model in my life. And she always took care of all of us and she never worked. So I think I had you have this, eight, you're there yeah, eight yeah, children eight in her family. So which just full-time job. Yeah. I've, Two sets of twins. Yes. Would you, would you have that many? I would not have eight. I definitely would love more than I have now, but I don't think I could handle eight. Yeah. Seven. Yeah. Maybe seven. <laughs> seven. <laughs> not one less, one less. Yeah. Um, so I only realized after that I had this hesitation of, of jumping into work because I always wanted my family and my children and my husband to come first with whatever I did. So I ended up just deciding to go for it one day. And I think when you have an idea and you're passionate about something and you talk to people about it, there's always going to be someone tell you that it's not possible and tell you the reasons why it wouldn't work out. And, you know, you do need to hear that because those things can help you figure out a solution to what you're doing. But if it's in your heart and you believe in it and it's something you're passionate about, I think that, you know, you should go for it and try it. And I feel so lucky that, you know, I have this business and that I went for it and didn't listen to those fears really inside myself as well. Um, and I've created a team that is so supportive and allows me to always put my family first, no matter what is happening. And it's a really beautiful, uh, you know, uh, meshing of worlds because I have a children's company, a children's uh, clothing line and being a mom is most important to me. So I try to have the values of my company also like, you know, who I am as a person, what's most important to me play out in my company. And it's so wonderful to have a team that allows me to do that. Creating a company like Lee and Ray, which is an amazing kids clothing line, we Thank should you. say, and, you know, lifestyle brand for <laughs> children. Um, it's a crowded space. Like yeah. how did you go into it? Not thinking, uh, or how did you go into it thinking, here's how I'm going to make a dent or here's how I'm going to make it different and, and successful? Because everyone, yeah, you know, I, as, as I can imagine, everyone had like opinions about how you should or shouldn't do it. I think I sort of blocked out the noise is really what I did. And I just went inside and listened to, you know, the voice inside of me and the vision that I had and just stuck to that because all of us have a, something unique that we can create and a, and a vision on the world and what we do. And if I listened to everyone else, I think I would have been paralyzed and never been able to do anything. So just staying true to yourself, I think is the most important thing and staying true to your vision and what you believe in. And that's really what got me through it and 
um, and allowed me to create these pieces. And honestly, I didn't know if people would like them. I didn't know if it was going to be a success. And I had all the same fears that anybody else would have. And, you know, when when mother started buying my clothes, like it was the biggest compliment. I started seeing, you know, kids at Ava's school wearing the clothes. Like it still makes me so happy. And I feel so grateful because honestly, I wouldn't have a business if I didn't have the support of other mothers around me. And they can shop anywhere in the world. You know, they can buy, there's so many beautiful clothing lines out there, but I feel so honored that they do choose, uh, choose Lee and Ray and that they are drawn to my aesthetic. But I think, you know, the most important thing is just staying true to yourself and blocking out the negativity and and uh, that will get you through. That's what got me through. <laughs> I see that. Uh, I see that Vera Vera Wayne gave you some some yeah. <laughs> advice that you don't make money on the clothes, you make money on perfume. Yes. Do you, do you have a perfume, <laughs> or will you be making one? Because so, I love children's perfume. Oh, I've never thought about children's perfume. I know because you don't even wear perfume. I know. Yeah. But for me, who, spl- who like bathes in it, like, <laughs> my children do as well. So um, I do not have a children's perfume, but I have thought about doing something. Um, something with Lori actually that we talked about. We'd love to do a collaboration on on some level, even with the bath salts or mm. some line for children that um, not only has you know the incense, but there's like a meaning behind it. So mm. we just recently talked about doing something together. So we'll Great see idea. how that that comes to life. Or even like a, like a pa- I would do it like a yeah. package of like oh you should do this at this salt for when you're at this point in your pregnancy, and you should rub this on your belly. I mean, for yeah. me when I when I listen to stuff like that, I'm like, it sounds really great. And if somebody isn't holding my hand and walking me through it, yeah. it starts to feel overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm like, all right, I got to go to the store and I need to yeah. get some basil leaves. And then I need to go get some <laughs> rosemary. And then I'm like picking it out uh, and throwing yeah. it into my bath and then it clogs my drain and like ends up being like this whole big thing. So then I just think, I think about it. My imagination goes wild. I come back to reality. But imagine like, how sexy I'll take a be. bubble bath. <laughs> just put some dial soap in here. We're good. Yeah. We're good. But, but <laughs> Imagine getting like a big, beautiful, like muslin bag of your bath salts and you have like a little, yeah. basically a bath tea bag that you yes. make, you know? That's yeah. in a bag. A tea bag. But I, so I, I, cause I do, I mean, I, I mean it, I, I really respect the balance that you've crafted in terms of, um, in terms of putting, being able to put your family first of all, still wanting, obviously to have great things happen for your business. And I do think marriage, I feel if you have, you know, children, business marriage sometimes is the yeah. third priority when a lot of the times uh, the way that uh, the way that I've seen it modeled yeah. for me I should say in my grandparents and right. my parents and what yeah. I do try to do at home with John is to have our marriage be that first priority because it is foundational yeah. because our children know that the love that we feel for them which is all consuming comes from a source and it comes from the source of you know obviously it comes from a personal source too but a big part of that it comes from the marriage and i and i i'm curious if you feel like you um have like any special tricks or tips or things that you do or things that you don't do well i think you know right now we are still a little bit in survival mode with the third child <laughs> oh, of course i mean you know, like you like forgive it newborn thrown in <laughs> But, you know, what you were just saying is it's, you know, resonates with me. And I think it is so important. Something that we've been working on is going back to that moment where you fell in love and remembering all those feelings, you know, because it it is hard when you have, you know, as a mom, kids need you in every moment Mm -hmm. and you're exhausted and you are just surviving through the day. So even I caught myself the other day, we just had, we just celebrated our eight year anniversary from the day that we met Mm -hmm. and, you know, we were both exhausted and we weren't doing anything special, but we were together and, and actually we had a cake with, with our daughters and we just spent it together at home, which was nice. But in order to get that, you know, love and romance back, we just started talking about that night. And I was like, 
babe, you know, what do you remember about that night? If I, if you had one picture in your mind, if, if you had to snap a Polaroid, like what would you remember if you had five Polaroids? And then it kind of triggered all those emotions. You could just sort of see his face, like go from a normal face to light up from this light within and sort of like replaying that in our mind was what sort of brought us back to that night that we first met and all these feelings that we first felt. So going back to that, and even when we planned like date nights, we've, um, we met in the Lower East Side at uh, what used to be the Mondrian Hotel. Mm-hmm. And so we, you know, went back there and did like bar hopping and did things that like we would do then mm-hmm. and not like things that we would do now as like parents of, of three kids. And it just brings back those feelings and makes you feel more spontaneous and makes you feel the feelings you felt when you were in the girlfriend boyfriend phase. So. so what do you do for I mean, you've got three babies, you've got your business, you've got your husband, you've got yeah. like life. What do you do for me time? Well, I'm definitely coming around to, uh, you know, creating more of me time. I definitely haven't had much of it lately. And I think breastfeeding definitely makes it a lot harder. But um, honestly, the only me time I've had since the baby has been born is carving out times to work out. And I was never, even though I was an athlete, I was never the person that was like, oh, I love working out. Like I hated working out. I watched my mom work out growing up and I'm like, oh my God, I'm never going to be like that. Like I do not like going to the gym, but that is literally what saves my, you know, gives me like peace and is my only hour that I can devote to myself. Mm -hmm. Um, So just blocking that time out and having, you know, being able to physically exert energy and and release. Um, so I do a lot of just, um, I do have a trainer that I work with who, who I love and she's been, I've been working with her from early on from when I was pregnant with Ava. Um, so we do a lot of, a lot of work with, you know, ankle weights and, and just using your own body weight as well. And sometimes Franz is like, I feel like you're not working out, but I feel like sometimes (laughs) less is more. And that's sort of what works for me and my body. Um, but yeah, just carving out that moment and doing something physical because as moms and you have so many emotions and I feel like you're always like holding everything in. So just to be able to like let it out for a little while is like very helpful. What is coming up for you or for Leanne Ray that you're most excited about? Um, well, I'm working on the spring collection right now. So I'm very excited to release that and um, planning the photo shoot, hopefully going to be in Palm Beach and just create the vision for the collection. Um, so yeah, I'm very excited to, to release that and work on new pieces for the line. And we started introducing some mommy and me pieces as well. So I'm very excited to expand on that. What is your favorite question to ask other moms? It's a really good question. Um, I guess I just, I love just hearing, um, I love hearing about the way that they do it. Cause a lot of moms always come to me and say like, Oh, how do you sleep chain? Or how do you do this? Or, and I think that, like you said, having moms in your life that have a completely different perspective of you is one of the most interesting things to me. And I learn so much from from having women and mothers in my life that do things completely different. And I think that hearing them and and bringing their advice into into my world is is really beautiful. One more question. Yeah. Breastfeeding. Yes. Because people will ask us, right, all the time yeah. about breastfeeding. Mm-hmm. Um, just like a couple of tricks, a couple of your favorite your favorite products for doing yeah. the pump and everything and storage and, and that. And do you have like, do you wait until the baby's a certain age until you start pumping? Do you store? Uh-huh. Everything? Yeah. So um, I, I breastfed my daughters as well and I'm breastfeeding Phoenix as well. And I think that it's not for everyone and it's, it's super chaotic right now and it's made my life totally crazy, but I st- I'm loving the chaos of it all. Um, something, there's like a little small trick that 
that these pumping bags that I've discovered that have been so helpful for storing. Cause I remember always trying to pour the milk in the bags and everything spills. So there's these new ones cry. called, yes, called the Kindy Cozy um, bags and they have actually a screw on top. So it makes it so much easier. So there's like a piece of plastic at the top. So storing the milk is so much better and, and more organized and, and clean that way. And then they have these little shelves as well, where you can like put the pouches in. So keeping the breast milk organized helps a lot. Um, I know there's different advice about like pumping and not pumping. Um, I I started to pump because when my milk comes in, my boobs sort of explode and I look like a porn star. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> and I know a lot of people are like, uh, don't pump, it makes it worse. But I always pump and then just, you know, don't overdo it to create a storage for the baby. So this way, you know, if I have to be here, he has milk. You're and like me, we're squirrels. Yeah, I, I'm definitely a fan of like pumping and having a reserve. It just makes me feel better. Okay, favorite thing. What is your favorite thing that you, I mean, we we like it to be something that people can pick up or try or maybe, you know, that you've been telling your girlfriends about. Well, something that I think has you know, when you said, what do you do for yourself? And as a mom, you have no time for yourself really. But one of my favorite things is simply this little Tatcha face mask that I use. And when I'm feeling totally tired and run down and, you know, not great, just having that 20 minutes put on a face mask, even if I'm pumping or doing a million things, it just makes me feel a little bit um, more recharged and brand new again. So that's like a way to reset. Not tired. It, you feel totally refreshed after it's and your magic. skin is completely different. <laughs> <laughs> She's yeah. like, you just put a face mask on. Yeah. All your problems are no gone. Way. I know it's something so simple, but it's like you're I'm it, choosing you know, to do something for yourself. Exactly. No, it's, it it's also the intention yeah. of it as well. No, but I want to try that. That's <laughs> really good. Thank you. Thank you. Silly mommy. All right, guys, that was Brittany. One of the things that I love about her is that she decided to take a different turn in her third birth. And I think, you know, I mean, for me, as we talked about creatures of habit, you know, I am a creature of habit and I want to deliver in the exact same room that I delivered all my other babies. (laughs) And I want it like I have it just so I didn't have a birth plan going in with the first one, but I definitely have a birth plan come number four, and it better be exactly the same as the other ones because it's so magical and I always want to do it again and again. Um, But no, she really is an advocate for her happiness and what she wants. There is a security, a light in her eye when she talks about her husband and how in love they are. Um, And I think that that really resonates with her children's brand and the styles that she has. Everything is like whimsical and romantic and beautiful. Um, So she was an absolute joy to have on. I really do love the way that she lights up when she talks about her husband. It's so sweet. Because it's so lovely. It's and look, so they're in a tough, tough part, a, a wonderful, blissful part, but also a really tough part of new parenthood with two little toddlers and then a brand new baby at home. And the fact that you can still see that like, even when you're both exhausted, even when you're maybe not connecting the way that you always have done or, you know, that you will do again, that even in this moment, you guys are each other's best crystals. <laughs> see what I did there then I do then I really do think it it's a it's a great thing all right cool love her so glad she could come chat with us I kind of just want to hang out with her for like a really 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 long time lovely and she's so soothing like even just talking about the crystals I was like yes like you are crystals you are charging me just by virtue I'm gonna start putting crystals on all of Alex's pockets (laughs) how do you think that will go I actually um, for one of our anniversaries (laughs) 
I gave him this gigantic smoky quartz. quartz. It's giant. And I was like, I don't know why I'm giving this to you, but I thought it was pretty and I thought of you. And now we have like, like it's it's giant. It's like two feet long, which is like a really big stone. It's big and now it's in our bedroom. He was like, where do you intend to put this? I'm like, I don't care. I gave it to you. Carry it. Put it somewhere. I was say, did you make him carry it into the house? That's- yeah, that was uh, tricky. Oh, it was tricky. No, tough. I carried it, obviously, Daphne, because I have my oh, bulging biceps. You're a maniac. You're a maniac. And now it's time for our favorite things. Now it's time for our favorite things. Yes! Okay, so we just got done chatting with Brittany, who obviously is just wonderful and warm and everything you want in a mama friend. Um, and she also happens to be the proprietress of Leah and Ray, which we've heard about too, um, which is one of my family's favorite kids brands. We wear a lot of their stuff. We actually started wearing a ton of it when we were living in Florida because it's such a nice weight for layering and for, you know, the 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 summer collection they had out at that time was just like the cutest little pinafores and sweet classic silhouettes, but in really like nice, easy, wearable fabric that you can still machine wash, but it still looks very tailored and well done because nothing drives me crazier than like really fancy kids brands that if your kid spills on them, which inevitably they will, or they have 1200 mother of pearl freaking buttons to do. Like you will never wear them. You will buy them. You will waste your money. They will sit in your closet. Like Leanne Ray is a line that, you know, you invest in it and then you actually want to wear it every single day. In fact, my I think I think Philomena wore that dress for like a week straight. People started commenting, like, does your child wear anything else? Um, anyway, we love, love, love the line and um, really cute stuff for kids from baby on up. So definitely check it out. Excellent. I'm totally going to check that out. Um, so mine today is OXO. Do you like the brand OXO? I do. I Those love Those comfort OXO. grips. Ooh. I feel like they have a solution to almost everything out there. Like if I'm ever like, oh, I need to like organize this or I need like a really good like peeler for carrots or whatever it is. I feel like OXO always You have a specific has. peeler just for carrots? Well, I don't know if I peel much more. I guess like <laughs> potatoes, potatoes. Beets. It was just the first thing I came to my mind. Apples. Was, oh, I don't peel my. Actually, I use a, I'm like a knife peeler usually. Oh, Wow. I know. So, I know. I just, I just wowed La a chef. Oh my God. Yeah, I know, right? Don't mess with me. Consul. Cucharilla. Cuchara. I don't know how to say knife. Cuchillo. 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 I was almost, so close. Almost. It starts with a coup. <laughs> um, so these OXO containers, I really like them because they have like pressure seal. Yes. And they have like the little button on top. They come in tons of different shapes and sizes. And so I keep cereals in there. I yes. keep beans in there. I keep grains in there. I keep everything there nuts. Alec just asked me to um, purchase him some for like our like almonds and peanuts and cashews and all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. because we don't like when they get humid. Who likes humid cashews? <laughs> Agreed. Not me. Not me. <laughs> um, anyway, so I highly, highly, highly recommend them. Awesome. Take it away, Daphne. Okay, guys. Well, you know what to do. Please rate, review, subscribe. Um, tell us what's going on in your life. We're at mombrainpod at gmail.com or you can find us on Instagram or on, um, what's that website called? Oh yeah. YouTube. <laughs> really, really cool. You know that thing. <laughs> that thing, YouTube. Um, yeah. I mean, we're here every Wednesday. We're here for you. So let us know what you want to hear more of and what's, what's, um, what's the word on the street and do tell your friends about us. Cause we want to, we want to keep talking, um, all things mom all the time. All right, guys. Bye See guys. Bye. This is MomBrain with Ilaria Baldwin and Daphne Oz. MomBrain is a Gallery Media Group original production.